Alrighty, welcome to the Ambion Podcast, episode eight. Today, my guest is co-founder of Vivo Life, Josh Balding. I have actually featured on Josh's radio show, Vivo Radio, and you're about to hear a little bit more about that in a second. If you follow me on my social channels, which you probably do if you're listening to the podcast, you would have seen that I use Vivo Life as a product, and you'd have probably seen that I've been shooting some videos for them lately, and was very recently on set shooting some very exciting stuff that we're going to run into soon. Speaking of Vivo Radio, Josh has got some kind of exciting news about the way we're going to work together in the future. Do you want to do you want to tell them what's going on, Josh? Yeah, let's go. So as you guys have probably noticed, uh, things have been a bit quiet on Vivo Radio recently. Uh, it's totally my fault. I can only apologise. I've been super busy with the launch of all our new products, our new website, and the 100 million other things that come with running the business. And what I didn't really factor in when we decided to start the podcast, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I can talk about health and fitness all day, which is fine. And I absolutely love doing it, but it's not just the time recording the podcast it's the time sourcing the guests it's the time editing the show as you know preparing for everything it takes a long long time and just made it really really hard to sit down with people who i think are going to bring value to the show i don't want to just get nobodies on and randoms and people who aren't going to give like much input and it made it really really hard to fix dates and record podcasts and as a result as a lot of you have been asking things have been pretty quiet since before christmas and it's now three months later and i don't <laughs> have no idea where that, where that time's gone so I've taken the decision, I was racking my brains about it for a while because when we launched the podcast it was growing and growing and we were getting a decent number of downloads and listens and click-throughs on the emails and stuff so you guys were clearly really enjoying it but I, so I didn't want it to just kind of fizzle out so what I decided, um, as you guys, if you're listening to this you already know my buddy Christian also runs a fantastic podcast, he's a much better host than I am um, and I think I just talk very loudly yeah exactly not, I don't think I'm a good host I just talk very loudly that's the secret to it so we've decided that we are as of now going to sponsor the Ambion podcast and bring the Viva Radio intertwined with Ambion um, and kind of make Ambion Radio sponsored by Viva Life in a way um, Christian is 100% on our wavelength when it comes to health fitness mindset everything we talk about so I've got absolutely no hesitations passing the reins over to him and the podcast will grow from strength to strength like and beyond already is and I just think bringing the two podcasts together to make one super podcast is the is the perfect idea going forward is that, a, is that the new name the super podcast I think so. yeah so from my point now, of view and the uh, the people listening from my, my viewers and my guests um, I just think it's a really smart match Vivo Radio and Vivo Life are going to help me get some more cool guests on, which is better for you listeners, because actually the biggest issue or the biggest difficulty I've found of running a podcast is sourcing good guests yeah. and getting time to sit down with them. Like Josh said, there's a little bit more that goes into this than sitting with a mic, yep. um, so it does require a bit more time. So hopefully putting the two together can sort of make this happen in a bigger way, go from strength to strength, better guests, better information, and yeah, just make it make the message go out to a far bigger audience and that's the aim really for sure and i'm still going to be popping up i'm still hopefully going to be a regular guest on and beyond radio talking about what we've got going on here giving you updates on all the latest product releases what i'm doing things that i've been studying things that are working things that aren't working uh so yeah you're not getting away from me that easily i just won't <laughs> be hosting the weekly show as i was doing before christmas uh but you'll be you'll have much more fun with christian anyway <laughs> so what we're going to do today then, as I've got Josh here and as we're just announcing the sort of combo, is 
I featured on an episode of Viva Radio, and today Josh... Two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. indeed, yeah. Josh is now going to feature on the Ambion podcast. So we're going to jump right in. Those of you that haven't picked up on what Vivo Life is, it is a plant-based supplement company that are creating amazing products. Josh and I linked up probably about four or five months ago. Same wavelength, love the product. I spent so much of my time in my rugby career looking for good products and failing. So, you know, that's the story. And line of questioning now is going to be to sort of open up a little bit of information about what is going on in the dark and mysterious world of supplements. So, Josh, do you want to tell everyone how you ended up in the supplement industry? Yeah, so um, let's rewind probably about five years when I was um, ghostwriting in the supplement industry. I'm kind of like a writer by trade. That was kind of how I cut my teeth in the supplement industry. Um, and I got involved in quite a lot of writing projects for some big name supplement companies that you guys will probably know. Not going to mention any, but as I got closer to kind of the inner workings of the supplement world, I sort of realised um, that there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't very comfortable with the more I learned. And I thought, well, really, there's no one out here. Now I know what I know. There's no one out here who is making products that I trust, um, who isn't cutting corners and doing things what I would consider to be the right way. Um, I wanted to have 100% peace of mind whenever I took a health supplement to know that it was safe, it was natural, it's proven to work, it was effective. Uh, there's no junk, no fillers, no binders, no horrible flavorings and colors. Uh, and there wasn't anything out there. So we took the decision back in 2014 to set up our own supplement brand. Uh, with the help of my business partner, Sal Vitor, he is uh, the brains behind the organization and kind of lets me do with the creative side. But yeah, so we got together and decided that enough was enough. Uh, it was time for change. And yeah, three years later, here we are. Nice, nice. That's the thing. Like I, I try and reiterate with people as much as possible is that if you're going to buy supplements and you're going to supplement your diet with something, you want to make sure you're getting value for money. You want to make sure something good is happening because of that. Yep. I see too many people buying supplements for supplements' sake and searching for a miracle pill, searching for something, and just sort of hoping to find answers at the bottom of a protein tub or a pill packet, and they never turn it around and look what's inside of it. And it's like there's this sort of irony in wanting to become a better athlete or perform better as a human whilst shoveling a load of rubbish down your neck. It's, it's, it's a weird, complex thing boomed by all these supplement companies and stuff but it's funny yeah and i don't blame anyone one bit because there is so much confusion out there and this is why we're we're here and why we're doing what we're doing and hopefully trying to cut the confusion out of it because no one has time these days to spend hours on the internet trawling through studies and contacting nutritionists and you know investigating every single supplements on the market you know you wouldn't have a social life you wouldn't have a career you you know, people don't have the time to do that. So luckily enough, hopefully, you know, you can find the odd uh, sort of mad professor like myself who <laughs> uh, has locked himself away for a couple of years sort of researching the best supplements on the planet, which ones work and which ingredients probably aren't, you know, that healthy. And, you know, you can you can trust them. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. We, we, we don't want to kind of put out false promises, we don't want to cut corners, um, and yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to do things very differently, really. Nice, and you launched with your protein supplement, Perform? Well, not initially. Oh, no. Um, no, when we started off, we were a retailer for third-party oh, yeah, products. Right. 
so anyone who's been with us since the very beginning, back in sort of late 2014, would know us for the being the site where you could find your everything from your omega-3 to your magnesium to your vitamin D to um, you know protein powders. And what our initial objective was was to find all the best products on the planet and bring them to one place, which was great for a time being, but we still found that there were things missing, especially in the protein powder market, which is what led us to you know, create our own Perform. Uh, we had started work on that before we even brought the first site out. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of like 18 months in the process from, from start to finish until we actually brought it out into the market. Um, but yeah, so we were originally a third party brand and we'll, I know we'll come on to it a bit later, but as of later this month, we've gone full circle and now we're going to be 100% own brand. Yeah, so you literally led into the, the sort of next question, the next line, and that is, again, if you were watching my Instagram or anything like that, or if you've been following Vivo closely on their social media, you'll see that there's been a couple of new products been announced and uh, we've been shooting some videos to sort of launch all that and it's coming very soon. Super exciting times. And do you want to just sort of tell the people that haven't seen it what to expect? coming now yeah so what we've done again coming full circle when we first launched the site we had 600 different products and we've whittled it down to just five because we think that what we learned through running the third party retailer site is that people were still getting confused even though we'd cut out 99% of the bullshit health supplements that are on the market and you know we had really focused on a range that were pure and natural and effective People still didn't know what to take, you know, for their for their lifestyles. Um, you know, people's sup- there's no there's no one size fits all when it comes to supplements. Yeah, you know that. You know, different people have different needs. So people were kind of like, you know, oh, do I take a vitamin D? Do I take a magnesium? Do I take a multivitamin? And people were getting really confused. Another case of information overload oh, with sure. all of it. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And so what my mission now is, and what we're trying to do here is just make it as simple as possible. So we have condensed our range as much as we can into, well, sort of one main performance product, which is Perform Protein Powder, and one main health supplement, which is Thrive. And Thrive will be launching at the end of the month. It's something we are massively, massively excited about. <coughs> Basically, the idea with Thrive was to stop you having to take uh, hundreds of different pills and powders and potions every day and stop spending hundreds of pounds on supplements and you can just take one scoop of Thrive it's an all-in-one daily superfood it's got all your vitamins 100% RDA of 20 different vitamins and minerals 10 billion probiotics it's got vitamin D uh, brain supporting herbs adaptogens green superfoods wheatgrass moringa spirulina corella superfruits so instead of taking 10 different supplements every day you can just take one scoop of Thrive get on with your day, you know, and, and don't have to worry about it. And you're probably thinking right now, if you're listening, that that's going to taste awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been on the journey of trying like an all-in-one greens powder before. I vividly remember the first time I tried an all-in-one greens powder because I was like, this has got to be good. It was sort of yeah. coming to the rage that greens were the good stuff. And being a stubborn young bloke, I was still sort of juggling how much broccoli I want to eat. So I was like, <laughs> right, I'll just smash it in one powder. And it was awful. Lasted about three days on it, gave yeah. up. I can honestly say, I don't know how you guys do it. You do all that, the hard stuff. I just sort of taste it for you and, and just work alongside you. But the Thrive tastes awesome. Like yeah. it really does taste really, really good. It's, if that's what it's going to take for you to have a healthy start to your day yeah. and get everything you're after, like what an, what an awesome way to do so. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And, and it didn't at first, I'll be completely <laughs> honest. It, it really it, it didn't taste great at all. 
Um, you are juggling algae and yeah, stuff alongside Yeah, exactly, spirulina, chlorella. <laughs> um, but because I've been taking these things for years, I know you have too, like my palate's a little different to most people. Definitely. So when we were first creating this, again, we started work on this back in 2014. And we were like, okay, yeah, we've cracked it now. This is, you know, this is, this is the best thing since sliced bread. So I gave it to a few people to try it, and they were like, Josh, that's the most disgusting thing ever. Like, you know, don't, how how you expect me to drink this? And I was like, oh, surely it's not that bad. Like, it's all right. And uh, yeah, and we went back to the drawing board and tweaked it and tested and did more focus groups and stuff. And we brought it to a place three years later. Again, talk about not rushing it. Uh, yeah. We could have brought it out a long, a long, long time ago, but we wanted to make sure it was right. And now it is something that, you know, we actually enjoy drinking. Uh, you look forward to having it, you know, first thing in the morning. We've we've been sort of experimenting with it. Now the final formula is ready. We've been using it for a couple of weeks now, and we're feeling amazing. So we can't wait to, you know, get it out there and get you guys using it because, yeah, we're we're super excited about it. It's funny, isn't it, how you sort of mentioned that your palate adapts and changes. I almost quite like things that taste like I'm grabbing a straw, putting it into the soil, and <laughs> just sort of and then just sort of sucking up any nutrients. I kind of feel like the more it tastes like earth, the better it is. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of leads you to have quite a misguided representation of what everyone else is going to think of it. So when exactly. Salve sent me a couple of testers for Thrive, yeah, I was like half expecting it to taste rubbish. But I said, do you know what, Salve? All of it will probably taste fine to me. Why don't I try and sit down with my girlfriend and try them? Because okay. she'll be completely honest and yeah. she doesn't normally drink anything like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, get a really good, honest representation. And she thought it was epic. Awesome. And, I mean, Abby's a healthy girl, but she, you know, she won't drink something that tastes awful for the sake of drinking it. Yeah. And she was like, well, all I have to do is drink that in yeah. the morning and get all my good stuff. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, that's amazing. That's cool. I'm just going to clarify, it doesn't taste like sweets. Like, don't expect it to taste <laughs> like you're drinking Tropicana first thing in the morning. Like, it does, you, you know you're drinking something healthy, but it's enjoyable. I just think, what is it, 20 seconds, down one of these, put it in your smoothie. You know, if, if, if you're, even if you're struggling with the taste, and no, no one I spoke to has yet, but I'll just chuck it in a smoothie with some fruit, some coconut water, whatever, and yeah. you, know, you won't you won't taste it. No. Uh, but but yeah, no, we're we're super excited to bring it. And out. the thrive is you you've produced a thrive him and thrive her. Yeah, so we've um, we've taken it one step further and uh, specified it for men and women because males and females have different nutritional needs. Uh, this is something that I wasn't too familiar with myself up until we started researching it about a year ago. Um, but men and women, you require different RDAs of different nutrients, um, things like B vitamins, B12, uh, zinc, like they're, they're different from man to woman. So we've taken it one step further and rather than just do like a one size fits all superfood, we've done one that's made for males and one that's made for females. Uh, so yeah, and, it, and you get like a nice uh, sexy packaging depending on, on your nice. gender as well. So that always helps. And on top of that, you've got BCAA coming out, yep. stacked up with electrolytes, which I've had the pleasure of starting using. I'm, I'm getting there in there early. And also a matcha and a maca. Correct? Yep, correct. Uh, BCAA, I'm massively excited about because I, um, I'll tell you the story. I used BCAA um, for about three years um, when I started training. You know, it's just one of the supplements you were recommended. You know, you go down to your local health food store and, and you say like, you know, what should I be taking? I want to build some muscle, and they, yeah. you know, give you like this rubbish whey protein and this pre-workout that leaves you like, you know, staring at the ceiling at night at like four a.m. in the morning. Been and, there, brother. Yeah, Been there. makes your face red and you're itching, <laughs> like you're just running through walls and stuff. And 
And the third one was a BCAA, and I took BCAA for a couple of years. Um, always felt the benefits when I did. You know, I, when I didn't take BCAA, like during workouts, I could feel I didn't feel depleted, but I could feel there was a difference. You know, you might not get such a pump, and uh, you know, you might not feel as strong. I don't know if that's a placebo or what, but um, there are some there are some pretty robust studies that show that BCAA works. So I used it for a couple of years, and I didn't really ever think to question what is this stuff. What is this white powder and where does it come from? And it was then that I thought, okay, maybe I should start researching what... Because obviously we know they're amino acids. Uh, for those that don't know, yeah, yeah, um, going off a tangent, but BCAA are branch chain amino acids and they are leucine, isoleucine and valine. And these are the three amino, three main amino acids that play a key role in protein synthesis. They sound like really bad superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so these are the three main amino acids that are required to build muscle. They're not unnatural. You find them in food. So anything that contains protein will have branched-chain amino acids in. Yeah. But when you have isolated branched chains, they are not peptide-bonded to other amino acids, so they get into your system really, really quickly. And then they can get to the working muscles, and whilst you're training, whether that's in the gym or you're out on a run or whatever, and your muscle fibres are breaking down the branch chain amino acids are there and can repair the muscles really, really quickly and easily. So as a result, you can train harder, you can lift more weight, you can prolong workout intensity because your muscles don't break down so easily, you can prevent muscle soreness the next day. So yeah, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. But I never really thought to question how these things were manufactured. So I was buying them from a well-known online retailer at the time. Did it rhyme with flaxy flussel? It didn't, no, it rhymed no. with fly protein. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was got curious, so I called uh, fly protein and asked them what BCAAs exactly are and how they're made. And I got a load of vague customer service type answers telling me yeah. the benefits of BCAA, what they do, why I should use them. No one could tell me where they come from. And being the pest that I am, I got... I, we wouldn't kind of take their answers and got passed from pillar to post from customer service rep to uh, I got spoke to one manager at one point and no one could tell me so I did some research and basically found out that BCAAs can come from um, they're usually 95 times out of 100 are derived from animal sources uh, this was in the time when I'd started journeying into like vegetarianism and I obviously wasn't um, a massive fan of using products that were derived from animals and I found that these BCAAs were made from horsehair, pig fur, duck feathers and in some cases human hair. Now that really upset me because I'm already losing my hair. <laughs> so, when oh, really? I, so when I found out that they were using human hair, <laughs> it really upset me that people were just misusing their hair like yeah, that for just, a man who's just slowly abusing, having a receding hairline and he's panicking hair, about it. So They're just abusing their hair follicles to make BCAAs. <laughs> well, maybe you should take some. Maybe it would. Maybe that, but yeah, maybe it will sort of give back. Well, now that I've got a good, reliable one, yeah. <laughs> maybe now the well, receding will stop. I'm going to clarify ours aren't made from human hair. I'm going to get onto that in a moment. <laughs> uh, although I've got plenty to spare if you, if you do need that any. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, when I found where BCAAs were made from, um, was pretty disgusted, threw my BCA in the bin, thought that I'd never take BCAAs again. Fast forward three years, we bring out our own BCA supplement. So what's happened? Uh, have we like you know compromised on our ethics and uh, you know opened like a little 
sweatshop where we're cutting off people's hair and turning them into amino acids. No, that's Those not the case. Those are bald ducks walking around. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just uh, <laughs> hanging out by the Thames, just shaving ducks, <laughs> collecting feathers. Oh, there they are again. Uh, no, um, we have found a brand new way. Obviously, technology is advancing at an incredible rate, which has allowed us to make BCAA from plant-based sources uh, and biofermentation to be specific without going too much into the science we can use sunflowers to make BCAA it's completely natural you don't need massive heat you don't need loads of high-scale production plants you can basically uh, ferment sunflowers and extract the amino acids from them and three of those main amino acids being branch chains so leucine isoleucine and valine those superheroes we were talking about earlier the muscle building superheroes (laughs) And there's, yeah. your, there's your new marketing campaign, mate. Exactly. There we go. I can picture it now. Yeah, so when we found out that, obviously we found it out um, about 18 months ago and we started putting the branch chains in Perform because when we were making Perform, we found that plant proteins were deficient in branch chains and that was obviously one of the main reasons that people couldn't build muscles effectively on plant proteins yeah. until obviously Perform was released. and. When we did that, we started getting a lot of questions saying, can you bring out the branch chains on their own? You know, people were interested in using them. Uh, and here we are, yeah, so we combine them with coconut water, Himalayan salt, baobab, so you get a two-in-one. Uh, you get, obviously, your, your branch chains, but you also get great electrolyte support in there as well. So it's great if you're sweating a lot uh, and you just want kind of that electrolyte replenishment. It's really fast-absorbing. Tastes great. Uh, real natural berry flavour. We've got freeze-dried blueberries in there and a little bit of stevia. That's what I love about it is the... I've also been a fan of BCAAs during uh, my time using supplements, but I don't like drinking them. I haven't enjoyed drinking them in the past because as much as I liked a slush puppy when I was a kid, I don't really want to drink that now. And now I'm a little bit more health conscious. Anything that looks like rocket fuel and tastes like rocket fuel, I'm a little bit suspect of. So I sort of, and I was like, no, I don't want to use that. And then the other option is to use pill-based BCAAs, but I'm useless with pills. I just forget to take them. And then if you're going to be sipping water in the gym anyway, if you're going to be hydrating, you may as well maximise that hydration, maximise what you're getting out of that, and then find a you know a good high quality source of what you're up to. Just pill, makes sense. Yeah, pill-based BCAs are a bit of a funny one. I think they're going to die out in a couple of years. I hope they will, um, because all the research shows that you need five grams of BCAA at least yeah. uh, to promote the protein synthesis during a workout. And most pills don't hold more than 500 milligrams of um, branch chains. So that's why you have to pop so many, is it? So really, you're going to need to take 10. If you're a big lad like you, then you might need to take 15 to 20 during a workout. Yeah. And does anyone really have time to be popping 20 pills? When I was 18, when I just started at Northampton Saints, I was taking 32 pills a day, <laughs> 28 of which were BCAAs. Wow. And they were just laid out for me at the beginning of every session, so I didn't yeah. really need to have to think about it. That's that's what that's the links you have to go to in rugby to make sure that all your stupid people can take all the right pills and everything. But I was taking thirty two pills a day, and twenty eight of them were these really dry white BCAAs, which were oh, it was so. I mean, I hey, I did put on like a stone in six yeah. weeks, but that's God, it was poliquin style, wasn't it? Taking like sixty capsules a day, <laughs> yeah. and, like twenty with breakfast, twenty. Like, you can't be doing that. I was that. actually going to come to this. Do you reckon the future of supplementation? Because so you you've got now you're bringing out this all in one. And what I love about this supplement is that you're maximizing each supplement. So the protein and perform, it's not just protein, you're also getting your superfoods, you're also yep. getting turmeric extract, digestive enzymes, you know, you're, you're upgrading every product, you know, the BCAA, you're throwing in the coconut water and the pink Himalayan sea salt to add hydration. So sort of thinking a step ahead with every product. 
do you think there will come a time where there is just like the magic pill or the magic potion? Are we, are we going so far down into all in ones that you'll be able to just get everything from one or is that sort of lazy thinking? Uh, maybe. I just want to do two things, man. So I want to make things much simpler and I want to make things cheaper, basically. Yeah. So if we can bring 10 supplements together into one amazing powder then that's what we'll do because yeah. then people don't have to be confused whether they need to buy this one this one this one and this one they don't have to go to the health food shop every week to stock up on all of these supplements that run out at different times they don't have to pop 10 pills a day and yeah so that's where i'm coming at it with it but to answer your question i don't think there will be because food will always be the number one yeah um i don't think well you never know like there's people trying to do it but i doubt that there's ever going to be a powder that you can drink three times a day that's going to compare to real food. Like not even Herbalife. Not even, not even Herbalife. <laughs> not Herbalife. Not Soylent. Not Huel. None of these things. Um, as much as they're not Juice Plus, they'll try and tell you otherwise. But there's so much. Even if you were to go into a laboratory and create what looks like the perfect powder, so it has every macronutrient in the perfect ratio, every micronutrient that your body needs every antioxidant, blah, 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 blah. There's so much about food that science doesn't understand yet. This, this is my big thing. And what we need to realize is that we are never gonna be smarter than nature. They're always gonna be one step ahead. So you're never gonna be able to cheat real food. I don't think we, I don't think we will, certainly in my lifetime, things will change, obviously. But, you know, until science is going to have to get a hell of a lot smarter until it can, can make a powder that can compete with real food. So any supplement you do take should always be the the cherry on the icing of the gluten-free cake because <laughs> that is going to be the the 2% which helps you go from from suck to good, from good to great, from great to excellent. It's just going to be that extra layer on the top. It's not that you're never going to find the answer to all your troubles at the bottom of a pill. So can I just say that when... I first met Josh when we were sort of talking, when I found Vivo, when I first met Josh, the thing that made me most interested in using Vivo and really sort of that made me believe in him and his company and the product was that he said exactly that to me. He wasn't selling me, he wasn't saying anything. He said, look, diet is 101, that is number one, and we create supplements and they supplement your diet to make you the best version of yourself. But it was, it was very honest. So where you see a lot of marketing campaigns sort of like selling that you can find your, find all the answers in the bottom of a tub, um, the, the sort of honesty, and that rings through your whole brand and that rings through everything that you're sort of saying on social media. And I'd like to think that's why, because I, you know, I'm making videos that you guys are sharing and we're working together. Yep. I like to think that whenever I'm making stuff and creating, be it on a podcast or a video or writing, we both have this ethos of honesty is the best policy 100%. and you know just trying to share as much of the truth as possible and then how can I upgrade my health on top of that for sure yeah and listen if you had if you could you know spend I don't I'm tangling my words up but you you don't I'm not saying that you you don't need to take protein powders you don't need to take you can get everything from food yeah. that you want the problem is that most of us are so busy, we don't have time to cook three excellent meals a day. We don't have time to visit our local farmer to pick freshly grown organic kale and, and steam it to perfection three times a day, you know. Yeah. And 
so the reason supplements are there is just to have your back when the diet isn't 100% perfect. So if you've, <clears throat> like this weekend I was at a wedding and uh, it was fantastic, like we had an amazing time, but the food quality wasn't great as, as it's not like a lot of the time at weddings. Like it, it wasn't organic, it probably wasn't cooked in coconut oil, <clears throat> it probably wasn't gluten free. And, but... I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you inviting me to it? No, but the the trade-off is like you cannot go and you can sit at home worrying about these things or you can go to the wedding with your friends, like celebrate the most special day in their life and then like I can take, I can have like a scoop of Thrive in the morning and know that, all right, cool, my, macro, my micronutrients are covered for today. Yeah. So even if I'm not on point with my diet, then thing like, you know, it's not the end of the world. But like... That's not to say that you can take Thrive every day and eat shit and think you'll be okay, but it, it, it's just there to have your back, you know? Yeah. So that's that's what we're trying to do with it. The amount of people that I'll see smashing a protein shake after a workout and then, like, picking up a pizza. Yeah. It's exactly. like, what? dude, really? no, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, but, mate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like, get in shape. I'm bulking. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, the thousand calories in the pizza will give you enough bulk, dude. You don't need to waste your money on that protein yeah, supplement. Yeah, like. exactly. And and like no, probably sort of six or seven times out of ten, if I have a workout, I won't have a protein shake after because I'll go home and like I'll make some lunch or something. Mm. But if like I got to run to a meeting or I have got something to do, then protein shakes are there and it's convenient. And I can yeah. just neck that and it's it's brilliant. It's done. Or you know, if I'm in a rush in the morning and I need to get a quick breakfast in, I can whack it in a blender with some banana and some coconut milk. I'm, and I'm you've got go. a really reliable yeah, breakfast. Exactly, I've got a high protein breakfast that tastes great, uh, and it and it's and it's there. But you know, that's not to say that you you have to have them every day. Like that's not where what we're about. Yeah, because I think one thing that we share as well is this sort of frustration in the quality of what people are sharing and doing in terms mm. of production or content online. Yeah, I've I've said so many times that like what gives me the right to share my views on on social media and stuff like it's scary how easily it is to influence a number of people with what I say. Yeah, and you know people some people do choose to listen to me and I get people contacting me and asking me stuff so that they've bought into it. Um, thankfully, I like to say I'm honest and I and I only ever talk about the stuff that I feel qualified to talk about. Yeah, but there are people out there selling so much. Oh, rubbish and you know you sent me a video the other day of a guy who is <laughs> a well-renowned sort of nutrition influencer whatever I don't know what you want to call him he's probably recording a podcast right now isn't probably he? is and honestly it was the biggest load of dross I've ever watched I thought he was taking the piss and I just couldn't believe that someone he has a he's in a position by where he can influence people in a really positive way he has an audience far greater than my audience currently an audience that i wish i could have to share my views with yeah and he's just sharing rubbish mm. and it's just sort of so irresponsible and then you have that on the side of the supplement industry as well and people producing stuff that they have the potential and the platform to to do better and i know cost comes into it i know running a business is tough i know that you guys probably sacrifice margins to create better quality products i'm fully aware of that yeah but they can do better 100 percent the thing with social media is it's blown the doors wide open, hasn't it? Because now anyone can have a voice. Anyone and everyone can have a voice, which is fantastic. Like, I'm all for freedom of speech. But it also means that that girl who's got the amazing figure can sell a guide on growing, growing her glutes and sell it for £30 and people will buy it but that doesn't mean what worked for her will work for you yeah. because you don't have the same biomechanics you don't have the same genetics the same diet that worked for her isn't going to work for you 
Yada yada yada. You've heard it all before, but what I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is that I think you in this day and age you have to be more selective of who you listen to and yeah. who you trust. And what I really respect about what Christian is doing, uh, and what you know a few other people in the industry are doing is they are putting honesty and integrity first. Because there are so many people out there right now that are waving a paycheck in people's faces and it's so tempting. You guys have all got careers to build. Like, Christian, you're no different. It must be so tempting to go where the money is. But I think that, you know, values and integrity and honesty is the only way you're going to make this a long-lasting career in this industry. Because soon, you know, if you're you're pushing schemes that don't work and, and rubbish products and bad advice and people are going to stop listening to you yeah so you can paint a picture of your life and the message you sell in order to get a following and it's something yeah. that i continually juggle with because i'm sitting on a lowly number of followers on instagram and part of, part of me is aware that like god my social influence needs to be bigger but i just refuse to sell easy answers yeah or you know I don't, I don't really see the point in showing everyone how how I'm getting on in the gym every day with a topless photo and tensing in it and using crazy different lighting that looks nothing like how I actually look anyway yep. and sort of selling this like belief and then saying, and all I do is eat this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not that. It's, it's very yeah. different to it and it's, it's so lifestyle first. Mm-hmm. And, but it's hard. And there's people who are like, why don't you buy some followers? Why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? And I'm like, because I'd rather have 100 people who listen to me and listen to every word I say yep. and who I can influence in a proper way than have 10,000 people who are fake listening or listening to the wrong stuff and for the wrong reasons. Um, and hey, it, it, it takes longer to grow like that, yep. but hopefully... But man, it's all worth it. Like all, you, all it needs is one email or one direct message from someone saying, look, you've changed my life, man, and you must get that. And like this, this happens to us, and like, that's one of those moments where you remember this is why we're doing it because yeah. you're actually making a realistic tangible impact on these people's lives and that is why we're here at the end of the day 100% so it's better to like if you can if you can change one person's life versus like you can get a few more likes on a photo or a few more followers like it's just it doesn't compare yeah it's no competition agreed when I said you were coming on I didn't tell people what was going on exactly but I said that we were going to have someone from the supplement industry in oh. and uh I sort of put the word out, said, does anyone want to... I hate that word, man, industry. Industry? <laughs> it sounds so sleazy. What do you want to call it? No, no. World? Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the supplement game. Um, so people have just chucked in some questions that um, they'd quite like answering. So if you don't mind... Yeah, let's go. You can answer them, we can answer them together, whatever. One is, what are some of the common mispractices that you see companies doing? Oof, okay. <laughs> the problem with the supplement world is any is well, it's a lack of regulations. Anyone can go out there and start a supplement company as we've seen. Um that influencer that you were talking about earlier actually created his own supplement line. Yeah. Uh, in, name in well. yeah, in, in a matter of weeks and months and when you've been spending three years creating one product and someone brings out a full range in about two months like it feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth like you know should we have gone faster but because there are no regulations like I was shocked at how easy it is to take a product to market the hard part for us was actually deciding what goes into it and doing mm. the research but because so many people skip that stage you can take a supplement to market so so quickly there's no testing there's no independent regulations that are saying you know this claim has to be valid and this ingredient has to be 
there's there's not even like there was a massive scare i know we don't like to name names but i'm gonna name a name protein world there was a few months ago basically an independent regulation regulatory body got hold of some of their products and tested them and found out that the ingredients that were in them were actually not what they said on the packaging what which is just crazy to think about that you would put your trust in customers in in a in a company and what you think you're buying you're not actually getting the it was there's it was something like a protein powder and it was basically full of maltodextrin which is just a cheap filler mm. um so what you thought was protein powder was actually carbohydrate powder and yeah so you're basically buying a very expensive placebo <coughs> albeit that placebo has a nice looking girl on the on the packet um asking if you're beach body ready and it was yeah it it shocked me when I was taking the taking perform to market and I was contacting these regulatory bodies and saying, right, do you need to test this? Do you need to come down to our manufacturing facility, check everything's le- legit? No, no, just bring it out. You know, that, the, the hard work comes when it comes to markets. We were like, how can we get more trust seals on this? So obviously that was when we started going down the um, organic certification route and vegan society route who actually come onto your site and test the products, make sure they actually are what they say they are. Um, so the biggest problem I see in the supplement industry is kind of like the lack of regulations and also just trying to cut corners and make things as cheaply as possible yeah. um, so they can protect their margins and go down the retail route. The reason we're not stocked in places like um, Honda and Barrett and a lot of high street retailers is because if we did we'd go bust because we don't have the margins that a lot of these companies do because we have put ingredient quality first yeah. and we have made that a real priority. And yes, we've taken a hit on the profit margins. We could have got the costs down, but we didn't want to cut corners when it came to creating the, the best product we can. And sadly, I think a lot of supplement companies don't do that, which is fine. They're running a business. But yeah, so I just think supplement, as, as I've mentioned the word supplement industry, this is an industry and these people are trying to make money so I think we just have to, to bear that in mind and, you know, scrutinise products more and don't always buy into the claims that are on the packaging because they're not always correct. It should be easier to scrutinise products. So when I was playing professional rugby, you know, I was playing for the RFU, I was playing for England rugby. And if you actually looked what was in some of the products that I was getting from the supplier, mm-hmm. actually there was quite a lot of rubbish in what they were giving me. And I was like, we're meant to be, well, you're the richest uh, rugby union in the world we're professional athletes we're talking about fine margins and actually what you're giving me is kind of crap yeah um but like and but that's the way it is because they have the power yeah it's kind of frustrating actually i was made aware the other day that this greens powder um again like an all-in-ones i guess like a competitor to thrive Mm -hmm. is and one that's sort of advertised on a lot of podcasts that i listen to by people i really trust yeah they say it has one, they, they talk about the benefits of one of the ingredients, yeah. but actually the ingredient just comes as a concentrate and it's not, it's not actually real. Oh, wow, okay. And I was like, That's what? interesting. And they even list, when they talk about it, they're like, and you can get this benefit from this, and it's not, yeah. it's just a flavouring. Yeah. So, I, I, that's like saying, I don't know, it's like saying you get the benefits of whatever, strawberries from drinking Ribena. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's the, it's, it doesn't work quite like that. No. Um, so that was a bit... And, the, and this is, again, like another... And this is something that there's no rules against. If you put an ingredient on a packet, it doesn't matter how, if whether it's in a functional dose or not, mm. then you can talk about the benefits of that ingredient. You can say that, you know, we've got wheatgrass in this greens powder, even if it's 0.1% of wheatgrass. You're telling me the wheatgrass in naked smoothies isn't, isn't, isn't giving put, me what I'm after. They put wheatgrass in it now. Flaxseeds. 
Here he is coming after naked smoothies <laughs> again. I'll leave them alone. Now. They're, um, they're going to be knocking on my door soon. Yeah, and and you can put like a, a tiny, tiny amount of an ingredient, and then people will talk about the benefits all day, even if it's not in a functional dose. So again, we didn't want to just put buzzwords on the label like these like companies do and try and sell you you know false hope. Every ingredient we include in our products is there in a functional dose. Things like the turmeric extract in Perform, you got two hundred milligrams of ninety five percent curcuminoids which is what has been scientifically proven that's the optimum amount to uh you know relieve oxidative oxidative stress after a workout um there's one called have you heard of lean greens no, no. i'm sure i've probably oh. seen it but no. okay yeah so that's um a greens product that sells for 44.95 yeah so more than thrive even though it doesn't have probiotics vitamins minerals uh, herbs anything like that in it and they advertise it as getting all these wonderful green superfoods uh, in, in one scoop and you look at the packet and you think wheatgrass, spirulina, um, barley grass, chlorella, all these <coughs> wonderful things in there, you think, yeah, I'll have some of that. It's only when you read the label and look at the ingredient composition and you see that the first ingredient is maltodextrin, you realise that there's a bit of a problem here. And then when you start to actually really kind of scrutinise it and look at the macronutrients, and as I said, I'm a bit of a mad professor with these things, so I bought a tub and then we like analysed it and uh, looked at the macro composition of each individual nutrient. We worked out there was over 95% maltodextrin in this product, even though it's not on the main label and they're advertising it as a greens powder with wheatgrass and moringa and broccoli and kale and spinach. spinach. That's what I say to people, when you're buying something or you're looking... To improve your health, and when you're when you're at the supermarket, and you're buying stuff. Yeah. Turn it round. Yeah. Sure. Look at the back label, not the front label, because even a Snickers bar these days will lead you to believe that it's a protein bar. <laughs> so turn it around, okay? Don't yeah. don't don't just look at the front. Turn it around. That actually got, leads quite nicely into another question uh, from a listener, and that is, where can I go to find out real and reliable information about supplements? There are so many people making so many different claims. Where can I find the truth? Not on Instagram. That would be the first place I would say not to go. Um, if you really want to get down and dirty with research, I would say go to Examine. Uh, that is, you use Examine at all for like research and stuff. I don't, I'm afraid. Are okay. you just going to make me look bad? No, 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 no. no it's this fine. is my podcast now, mate. Don't make me look bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's nice. It's a nice, easy um, website to use if you're looking to get real, reliable scientific studies. You can type in, for example, BCAA or glutamine or probiotics or whatever and it'll pull up a list of scientific studies that will show that this ingredient has been proven to do this or it hasn't been proven to do this and you can see which claims are true and which are false there's a lot of value in that but i also think this is something i was chatting to someone about the other day i think sometimes we take scientific studies too far mm. over real world evidence because now scientific studies are so available mm. there's a whole new generation of um keyboard warriors that are behind their um, behind the keyboards writing blog posts uh, saying that this ingredient does this and this training method does this because they've read it in a scientific study but these guys are still like 150 pounds soaking wet uh, they've never <laughs> set foot in a gym in their life and they have no real world experience yeah and I think sometimes like I would take what some I would take the value of someone who's been a personal trainer for 10 years, worked with thousands of clients and have seen what works on a day-to-day level yeah. through trialing and testing over any scientific study. Yeah, that's why I sort of feel, that's where I base a lot of the advice that I give on, Yep, is that it's kind of self-tested 
and I'm I'm probably even quite a sort of if you say if I'm a, my my own guinea pig, I'm to a, a low level of that. And a lot of the people that I like to take advice from or listen to are those that really devote their lives to being guinea pigs. You know, sure. people like Tim Ferriss and stuff like that. It yep. might seem crazy wacky, and you know, you take it as you wish. But I'm pretty sure that guy's living what he's you know what he's saying what he's announcing he's trying on himself first he yeah no so they're human guinea pigs again you've got to read between it all but if someone's preaching it in a lab coat but it hasn't happened you know in in a real life situation yeah i'd far rather see someone who's living it doing it breathing it and then listen to them yeah and by all means take the advice of the science and like you say, then use yourself as a guinea pig, like implement it into your own lifestyle. The beauty of it is we have access to all this information and then we can try it on ourselves and see if it works. Yeah. So if, um, if for instance, you read a study saying um, two avocados a day uh, will um, decrease your stress level by 50%, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's scientifically true or not. But <laughs> um, So you eat two avocados a day for a month and then you say, right, do I feel less stressed? And okay, yes, if I do, you keep eating those two avocados. If you don't, then you think, okay, fine, it didn't work for me, but yeah. the is you can now look at something else. Um, but yeah, I would always take the anecdotal evidence, even if it is anecdotal, of someone with real-world experience over a scientific study. So you have to look at both sides. And you've also got to bear in mind that the research is normally anywhere between about 20 and 50 years behind what is actually being implemented on the ground. So things that, I'm trying to think of an example, things like, the gut-brain axis, like this, that, well, that's been talked about for thousands of years, hasn't it? Yeah. Like people would, um, you go back to like Hippocrates and everything like that, people would talk about the influence between the gut and the brain. But it's only now, 2,000 years later, that it's being proven by scientific studies that people are starting to take note. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, make of it what you will, but um, a combination of science and real-world evidence from people that you trust, and yeah, you're not going to go too far wrong. Nice. This is this is I guess is probably going to lead you into a moment to sell Vivo. <laughs> the a question is, and this is a good question. This is something that a lot of my friends talk to me about whilst I'm sort of preaching the benefits and how amazing I feel using Perform as a plant-based protein, having had so many issues with different proteins before. And it's just I currently use a whey protein from a brand that rhymes with fly floating. He didn't say that. I, <laughs> I, I changed that. Why should I pay more for a product such as Vivo? I can see the ingredients are different, but why upgrade when there are people producing protein so cheaply? Hmm. Okay, well, I don't want to take your money if you don't value your health enough to spend it. That's the first thing I would say. Um, I think you have, to, you have to value your health enough to kind of realise that, you know, you are going to invest in and this goes for everything not just supplements but you're going to invest in the best quality food a good mattress to sleep on at night a good gym to exercise at and i think and obviously price doesn't always correlate with quality but in in terms of things like protein it's really look at the ingredients on the back and how would how do they compare to something like perform or another premium protein powder and also, what I'd say is, how do you feel when you take the two? Do you feel like bloated and lethargic, and do you get a headache from artificial sweeteners, and you know whatever the side effects are? And how, compare that to how you feel when you take Perform. And although the costs on paper might be more expensive, you have to think what you're getting out of that because yeah. if you're using a cheap whey protein, say for fifteen quid, 
mm. uh, from Holland Barrett or MyProtein or wherever, and you take it and you get bloated or you get gassy or you get stomach cramps, how much of that do you think you're actually absorbing? Yeah. And absorption is everything. Like if you're having a protein powder but you're not absorbing it properly, then you're literally just literally pouring money down the toilet because yeah. you're not absorbing that goodness whereas <clears> if you're taking a protein powder and you feel great after it and, you've, and there's no bloating and there's no sort of digestive side effects then that's a sign that you know things are actually getting to work I'll say it again I've said it so many times from first hand experience we are not what we eat we are what we digest for sure 100%. and you know I've, I've been that I've been that person metaphorically pouring whey protein down the loo and yep. feeling rubbish off it and I think, I think to sort of summarise it in a way is when people talking to people about upgrading to a premium protein or whatever, mm-hmm. I sort of put it into two categories. Um, one is do you care? Yeah. If you don't care enough, I'm not, I'm not going to even bother sort of no. preaching to you about the, about the goodness because yeah. if you don't care enough, then uh, you know, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Um, and the other is how does it make you feel? So yep. if you do care, how do you, how do you feel? Yeah. Um, and if those two aren't, aren't sort of giving you the answers that you're after, then you've got to look at using a premium product. Yeah, and listen, if you feel great on a 15 pound whey protein that's you know got a spartum in it and um, you know artificial colours and thickness and stuff, then who are we to say that that's a wrong product for you? Yeah. Like if you feel great on it, you're getting great results. Then carry on, be my guest. But 99 people out of 100 that I speak to think, oh yeah, I could feel better let's try something else. And then mm. when they make the switch and they start feeling the benefits, then they never look back. The other thing I would say is that you probably don't need as much protein as you've been led to believe. Uh, the supplement industry has been very, very clever over a number of years, hoping that, uh, well, and succeeding in telling us that we need more protein than we actually do. Um, all the evidence shows that you don't need anything more than 1.6 grams of protein per kilo of body weight unless you are um, you know, injecting yourself with various uh, artificial hormones and uh, other stuff. Does so, that vary for depending on how much you train and stuff? It, yeah, so this is, so the 1.6 grams per kilo is looking at a very kind of well-trained athlete who is, you know, has got a good training history uh, and has got a high level of protein synthesis, so is, um, you know, is, is breaking down muscle fibers in the gym and they want to build muscle. Yeah. Um, as long as you're in, and this is this is if you want to build muscle, if your goal is a fat loss and it's a little bit different, but most people who are taking protein powders are doing it for muscle building. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, take someone who is, uh, take myself for instance, I'm currently about 77 kilos, that works out at about 125 grams of protein per day, which isn't a massive amount. Certainly you don't need shakes and um, loads of supplements to do that. You can easily do that for real food. So, you probably, with that in mind, and you now realize you don't need to be slamming three whey protein shakes a day, could you then put the money that you would be spending on three whey protein shakes a day into one amazing quality, the best on the market protein powder, and get better results with it? Then that's when I'd say to kind of, you know, weigh up that equation. Okay. Final one of these questions we'll go into okay. kind of falls nicely from what we've just been saying is, can plant protein, because the thing that often, the other argument alongside plant protein is that tastes rank. <laughs> or no, mate, I don't, I don't want to use plant protein. Yeah. And I was discussing this with a friend earlier and he was saying that he actually treats his whey protein shake as a bit of a treat because it is 
quite sweet. You know, they're, they're very clever. They make these cookies and cream, Oreo, yeah. whatever. And it's like, he almost feels that he's killing two birds with one stone because he's getting his protein, but also he's having something sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks forward to it. Yep. So I know exactly where I stand on this, but you know, like I've said, my palate's slightly different. Mm-hmm. Can, can plant proteins compete with sort of your cheap ways in terms of flavour? Yeah, well, obviously I think they can, otherwise I wouldn't be using them. Um, but I think really it's it depends where you're at. Like if you're used to artificially sweetened like whey proteins that are chock full of aspartame and uh, artificial flavourings and colours, then it will be a shock to your system no matter what plant protein you try at first because it's got none of that in it. Yeah. Well, some plant proteins do. I'm not saying that all plant proteins don't have these flavours in it. But if, for instance, you went from... Um, Grenade, Skull Crusher, Cookies and Cream, Strawberry Milkshake Dream to perform, then yeah, it's probably going to taste different to what you would expect. But I normally find after two or three uses, you your palate adjusts to it, and then you're like, well, okay, this actually does taste really nice. And then you're not overwhelmed by the whoa, what is that flavour? Like yeah. it makes everything taste like and like incredibly like super sweet and. Um, artificial and like really intense flavors and then suddenly it becomes like it's less intense and it's sort of in a way it's more enjoyable to drink because that's what i was i'd say to people is if when you try a plant protein okay some do taste rubbish i've been there Mm. but if when you try something say perform for example and you think god that doesn't taste great yeah think about how long you've been using whey protein for think about the first time that you drunk whey protein and how rank you thought that was and think about how much your palate has developed to one associated connotation of building muscle and feeling good yep. so therefore actually emotionally probably adapting a flavor from it you know what i mean like you can sort of yeah, fool yeah. yourself like green tea the first time i drank green tea i was like well, what is that it's like gone off water yeah now i've had it for, say after i had it three or four times started to think it's okay mm-hmm. plus it's good for you dude all yeah. right sweet suddenly i start thinking it's amazing yeah so if you think that say a perform is funny the first time you try it try it for a week try it five days yeah try it seven times whatever it is then go back and drink the shake that you've been drinking previously, your cheap protein full of fillers, and it will taste like you're drinking something that's like mind-blowing, and it has this gristly sort of... It tastes like when you go to the beach, and the texture I'm talking about is when you go to the beach and you leave, you have a bottle of water and somehow a bit of sand gets on like oh, the, yeah, yeah. the top, and you end up with that like gristly sort of yeah. rank thing. That is what it feels like, the sensation yeah. in your mouth when you go back to using one of those. Yep. So, so give it time, give it a little bit of time. The lads of you amongst uh, the lads out there, did you like beer the first time you drank it? Probably not. As soon as you started to associate it with having fun, you saw your body found a way to like it. Yeah. So if you can just stick with anything that tastes, no, like something that doesn't taste great, if you can stick with it for a couple of times, know you're doing things right. Same with sauerkraut, same yeah. with these things. It's amazing how quickly you, one, start enjoying it, and two, you realise what things are meant to taste like. Yeah, and... Um... To be fair, a lot of plant protein powders do taste like earth, like they are horrible. Yeah. So this is something that we wanted to do before, like we wanted to, and this is why it took so long, we wanted to create a plant protein powder that actually does taste great, and I would say 9 out of 10 people that try it say it's the best plant protein they've ever had, 7 out of 10 say it's the best tasting protein powder they've ever had. There's still the one who says, okay, yeah, this is different, it's not for me, okay, fine. But I think that, you know, that is just kind of part of the course when people are coming over and they're so used and so desensitized to like natural flavors and they're used to like these 
chemically sweet and whey proteins and they come over to perform and they don't give it enough of a chance but like christian said like anything you switch to give it a couple times see how you feel and see how your body adjusts and then yeah go back to the whey protein when we were um making sustain we were testing out different like we ordered a load of bcaas just mm-hmm. to like test test them and see sort of what flavors were out there the first time i drank one of these i was like what the hell is that like it just like my head felt like it was going to explode with flavor it was just ridiculous and there's like people drinking these every like uh, nitrous oxide isn't it yeah <laughs> so i was like whoa what's going on and yeah but people yeah there's people that are in the gym and just like, drinking a whole one like during their workout and yeah. i'll probably throw up so your palate does adjust like massively if it seems too good to be true it's often too good to be true when it comes to health yeah, like, I, so. I mean, I mean, there are the odd occasion where if you can create something amazing, then awesome. But if you see a bar or something that says zero carbs, gonna change your life, give you big muscles, improve testosterone, and by the way, find two more abs out of your body somehow, <laughs> it's probably too good to be true. It's probably crap. So it goes back to that, you know, that looking for answers, hoping for a miracle. Yep. I think if you really assess, you can. And if you put put your smart head on, you can sort of see through the through the bullshit and actually see what's good for you and what your body really wants. For real, that is enough. Well, is it enough? It's a lot of talk about supplements, hmm. and I think we've covered everything. Um, super duper exciting times for Vivo upcoming in a couple of weeks. When is it? Twenty fourth of March. Yeah, man, twenty fourth of March. So will this be out before then? I guess this it will. will be out before then. Sick. Okay, so hopefully we'll start s- building the anticipation. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like I don't think I want any more. The excitement's been <laughs> the excitement's been brilliant. Um. So yeah, we're we're really excited for it. Uh, it's going to be a brand new revolution, and yeah, we will see you guys there. Really it is. Sure. It is amazing. I had the pleasure of going and sort of trying it all out, and I'm. Um, I'm part of the advertising yeah, campaign. Yeah, so you guys, um, for first release, the, this we're going to have a pretty cool health health video, just a video on, on the homepage um, showing what we're all about and what we're trying to achieve here. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like we've been, We shot it over a number of days, and Christian is going to be the star of the video. Yeah. Uh, your first ever acting um, debut. I'm sure it, it won't be the last. Mate, my LinkedIn is looking good now. I've got <laughs> podcast host, blogger, video creator, actor, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. But hey, that, it's filling out a CV that was otherwise uh, pretty pretty blank prior, yeah. prior to doing so. For sure. So, yeah, so you'll see Christian uh, slap bang in the middle of our homepage uh, on the 24th of March when, when you land there on the new site. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Epic. Okay, before you go, Josh, two questions. One, if you're responsible for the manufacturing of fortune cookies for a restaurant, what are some of the things that you would write? Inside the fortune cookie, right? Yeah, you know, when you unpeel that piece of white paper. Okay. Um... So what I would have on inside a fortune cookie, I would put think less, feel more, because the reason for this is I feel that we are in, and this goes for everything in life, but I feel we're in a world now where we overanalyze everything and we scrutinize everything to the absolute minutiae and it's making it impossible to sort of take action and we get overwhelmed by uh, paralysis by overanalysis and I think there's a lot to be said for just jumping in with two feet into what feels right and thinking less about sort of the consequences because nothing is as disastrous as you think I feel I feel you should trust your gut let your gut be your guide and just sometimes just take a step back and just 
go with what feels right in your gut, what feels right in your heart. And that is what I would say to a lot of people these days who are kind of overthinking things and maybe just going, like, if something feels right, when you know, like, you know when you meet someone and, like, whether that's a friend or, like, like in a relationship and you have that connection and you know, like, it feels right. You can't put onto paper why, like, you couldn't say I felt this emotion and and analyse it down, but it just feels right and it's the same with a business decision. It's the same with... Uh, nutrition like if you're eating a food and like on paper it might be healthy or unhealthy but it feels right for your body then I would say just kind of just just feel it like just yeah maybe just stop overanalyzing stuff this is something that I've come to know like in the last few years more and more is that kind of I I make less decisions based on like potential outcomes because you never get anything done I just go more on what I feel and what feels right if information was the answer we'd all be millionaires so I think yeah I think exactly we'd, like, we'd, we'd all have six packs and we'd all be exactly yeah, so. dude so sometimes you just got to know what's up and sort of feel it I guess exactly. nice man there's a Bruce Lee quote and it is uh, I, I'm kind of paraphrasing but it's balance your thoughts with action uh, if you spend all your time thinking about things then you'll never get anything done and I feel that's a lot where a lot of people are at these days is that they just overthink and overthink and there's never going to be the perfect time so sometimes you just got to jump in with both feet and just see what happens and if you win you win if you don't you learn so it's all part of the fun love it love it by the way those fortune cookies are gluten free yeah Yeah. and vegan (laughs) (laughs) I've never experienced a gluten free (laughs) vegan fortune cookie flour it probably tastes like cardboard (laughs) okay and that brings us to the final moment if you are new to the podcast if you've found us through Vivo Radio and you haven't listened to any of my shows before whenever I have a guest on they are asked to answer a question from the Men in Black scenario so if you've seen Men in Black or if you haven't what happens in that show is that Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones have this magical sort of pen looking thing and they are able to wipe the memories of those that have witnessed alien life form or anything crazy I've never seen it, man. Never You've never seen, seen it? I've never seen Men in Black, no. Well, Need yeah. to go home and watch it. Pretty decent, pretty decent. You get to choose, actually, in this. Like, we started this accidentally in the last episode, but you get to choose whether you want Will Smith to be holding the pen about to wipe your memory or Tommy Lee Jones. That's up to you. Don't know who Tommy Lee Jones is, so I go with Will Smith. <laughs> go with Will Smith. Most people would. Um, so you're about to have your memory wiped, um, but before you get it wiped, you're allowed to hold on to three things. So when you wake up from your amnesia, you have these three things still with you. One is a memory, mm-hmm. one is a book and sort of the learnings taken from that book, and the other is like a mantra or a saying or, you know, whatever you want to put on it, a quote that sort of will guide you when you wake up from Will Smith blowing your mind. So up to you, I don't care what order you go in, but yeah. Right, okay. This this was um, a difficult question. I want to come back with like, I've only had a couple of minutes to think about this before the show, so I want to come back with a deeper answer because... I've got loads of amazing memories that I wouldn't trade for the world, but something profound happened a few weeks ago, and it was just in an everyday occurrence, but it just kind of sort of shifted the way that I viewed things. And I was out for a walk with my dog, my Rhodesian Mishback Kaya, and we were walking down the road, and there was another dog coming towards us, and I could tell as soon as she saw that dog that there was something that wasn't right, 
uh, I could tell that like her um, her ridge started like prickling up and she started being a bit funny towards it and I could tell that this dog was a wrong one and they were walking they were walking towards each other and then out of nowhere this dog just charges at Kaya he was on the lead uh, luckily the owner like pulls it back and it was like jumping at him barking Kaya's not a shy dog so she was giving some back and like really barking at him and you could tell like she was like really angry at this dog and upset with him for whatever reason don't know what what it was um and yeah and like so they had their little argument and then we went our separate ways and i was like a bit sort of like a bit of adrenaline pumping around because like i wanted my dog to be okay and like when she's angry like i i get upset and stuff and so i was like thinking about this and going around in my head 30 seconds had passed and i looked at kaya and she was just like wagging her tail again and just like walking down the road and like sniffing the bushes and just like looking up at the sky and it was like that altercation never happened yeah and what i took away from that is that we hold on to things way too much in as humans and we hold grudges and we hold memories uh, like negative memories and negative emotions towards things whereas kaya as soon as that situation had passed she was automatically seeing all the good in the world again yeah. she was thinking about like this amazing walk she was going to go on and probably the dinner she was going to have to eat later and like all these great things and it was like that fight had never registered so the reason i keep that memory is because it would remind me that nothing is as bad as it seems and you know even if it in this moment things feel rough and you know it feels like you're never going to get out of it you will and that thing that seems like a massive deal now is going to be inconsequential in as soon as you let it so i'd remember my dog doing that and then hopefully it would allow me to stop dwelling on things um not that i, that I do i'll try and make an effort not to but uh it would like remind me that you know things aren't as bad as they seem and you know you you can like always see the good in the world firstly well played, sir. You've managed to paint an incredible story and life lesson from a story involving a ridgeback, yeah. an angry dog. I think you've just absolutely nailed that. So well done. Well, you can learn a lot from dogs. Like, just like sometimes I just like look at my dog and just think, like, what are you thinking? And she's probably thinking nothing. And like, whereas like my mind is going at ten to the dozen, thinking about emails I've got to answer and meetings I've got to have. Like, she is just like when she's eating her food, she's just thinking of like how great this food tastes and she wouldn't want to yeah. be, she's not thinking of anywhere else right now. Very present. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I think we can learn a lot from dogs. I, I, I always admire, maybe I, mm, I don't know if that's the right word, but people that hold on to stuff for too long mm-hmm. have a way of winding me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And perhaps that's because I'm someone who lets go of things quite quickly. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are some things that you want to hold on to, um, but... I, I get frustrated when people allow one negative thing to influence the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and yeah. then influence the people who, who surround them and whatnot. It's very, negativity is very powerful, as is positivity. Domino and effect. one of my favourite quotes in a film is from Bridge of Spies, Tom Hanks, and the guy who he's sort of, I think he's the lawyer for this guy in the film, and throughout the film, this, this quote gets said about four times and it's, Tom Hanks will be something like, are you not worried? Or are you not scared or you're not whatever and the guy just replies every time would it help nice, and yeah. he says it in like quite a cool sort of Russian accent and yeah. it's like shot it's quite Hollywood so it's pretty sick it sounds yeah. a lot cooler when I'm saying it but it's just like so true it's like well would it help for sure so I, I, I think people who can I think it's a real skill to sort of have your net there and choose to let as much through as possible yeah, and just man. catch what you're after 
For sure. We yeah, we it's cliche as it sounds, like we're not here for a long time and we're not in this life for anywhere near enough of a long time to hold on to grudges and hold on to negativity and let one bad event spiral and, and one bad event become a bad day. Like you can't like bad shit is gonna happen to you like today, it might happen to you next week. You've got to kind of roll with the punches and just kind of look for the good in everything you see because that's how you're going to squeeze the most out of this crazy roller coaster that we're on. Knowledge bombs being thrown here. Um, your book? Yeah, so I'll try and keep this answer shorter. The book would be Essentialism by Greg McKeown, is it? Keown? I never know how to pronounce your book, name. mate. Yeah, have you, have you read it? <laughs> I've not. You recommended it to no, me the other yeah, week. Oh, yeah, so, so I did. Uh... Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, Essentialism is about finding. Um, it's about cutting out the crap, finding the things that work, and yeah, so basically we spend a lot of our lives being busy um, when we're not really achieving much, we're answering emails, we're scrolling through Facebook, and essentialism basically talks about fo- finding what matters to you and focusing on that, so finding what you're good at and finding what lights you up, and cutting out the crap from your life both figuratively work-wise relationship-wise so having um a few close relationships rather than hundreds of meaningless ones um yeah and and stuff as well so cutting out all the clutter and so yeah it's is a form of minimalism but just focusing on the on the stuff that matters i think that's that reminds i'm gonna read it add it to my list add it to my library of books upstairs waiting to be read yeah i'm looking forward to it actually just just scrolling through my phone quickly as you started speaking because it reminded me of a article that i read last night and you know that i I bloody love joe rogan Yeah, yeah um bit too much. I a bit think. too much, maybe. He's, I didn't realise he's just turned 50 years old, so he's a bit old for me. Oh, um, yeah, I, I read his article on it. Is yeah. That, is that what you so that's what yeah, I just... Yeah. And um, Joe Rogan, for those people that don't know him, he uh, part owns a massive sort of supplement company. And Jim, he is the presenter of MMA, UFC stuff. He's a mixed martial artist himself, comedian. Um, his LinkedIn almost looks as good as mine. <laughs> um, but anyway he, he wrote a few there's a little interview of him because he just turned 50 and he's a quote from it is he said when I found something I was interested in I didn't have to be disciplined because I was obsessed he says obsession fueled discipline and discipline manages that obsession prior to his discovery of martial arts and comedy Rogan couldn't focus on anything he wasn't deeply interested in yeah. and it's still a challenge for him today so quote so I just filled my life up with stuff I like he says with a laugh Joe's formula for success is simple it's, I like doing this, I'll just do it every day, no matter what, until I get really good at it. That's his secret. And for me, I, I, that just that rung home for me because, yeah. well, one, I'm awful at doing the stuff. I need to get better at doing the stuff I don't want to do, but I'm awful at it. But now I'm doing something when, you know, majority of the time I, I love what I'm doing. So it's a cool position to be in. Yeah, there's, there's so much power in that. And I think when you find it, when you find those things that light you up, like in that moment, you don't want to be anywhere else. And that's that flow state that you need to be in. That is where you're going to be your most productive, your happiest, and you're, you're going to make the biggest contribution to the world. So, you know, find that, that thing, whatever it is that, that makes you, that sparks you up and focus on that. Awesome. Okay. Lastly, your mantra or quote for living by yeah, um, I've got a few, but I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. It's Martin Luther King, um, and it is the time is always right to do what's right. Uh, and yeah, there's not really anything that you can say about that, is there? But 
Nice man, perfect, love it. So, thank you very, very much for coming on board, Josh. Pleasure. Looking forward, exciting times ahead. Looking forward to hitting your Vivo radio audience. Yeah, so guys, um, go and scroll back through the first. It, it works out really well. You've done eight episodes. We, this is our eighth episode as well. So we're coming together on episode number eight. If you haven't already, go back and listen to episodes one to seven of And Beyond because there's some uh, some great guests on there and some amazing things you can learn. Uh, you can you know listen to things about Christian's career in rugby and uh, everything else so yeah go back listen to those and um, Christian is going to be the, taking the reins from now on uh, yeah hopefully I'll, I'll be on and see you guys as regularly as I can be yeah man you're welcome on any time of course um, and I think in upcoming episodes there might even be some discount code thrown at the start of a podcast I think maybe yeah we'll see what we can potentially, do potentially we'll see what we can do I'll, I'll get Josh I'll wangle one out of Josh don't <laughs> worry um, and yeah cheers man thanks for coming on board thank you everyone for listening hope you enjoyed it it's a little bit longer than usual speaking of Rogan we're in danger of hitting a podcast as long as his but hope you stuck with us some amazing stuff there I love what Vivo are doing that's why I'm working with them I love what Josh and Sal are up to I love their values and I think that Come 24th March when the new products come out, it's going to be a super exciting time for all of us. So stay stay tuned for that and hopefully I can, in the meantime, keep coming to you with some awesome podcasts. Thank you for listening and have an epic day. Whoa, 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 before you go, good news, I managed to wangle that discount code from Josh in the end, so... From now on and going forward, I'll let you know in every single episode, but if you type the words and beyond followed by the number 10 at checkout at vivolife.co.uk, you will get 10% off all products. So that is good stuff. A-N-D, beyond, followed by the number 10. It's all amazing stuff. I'm really looking forward to partnering up with the guys. I've been doing a lot of work with them already and yeah awesome dudes wicked product and hopefully together we can carry on pushing out a good message and create a bigger and better podcast awesome thank you again for listening and i'll catch you on episode eight